Let's Be Legendary podcast is a member of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. For more podcasts ranging from true crime to nerd culture and convention news, please visit nerdandtie.com. Content warnings for this episode include adult language, mature themes, discussions of abortion, and underage drinking. Trust is a hard thing to come by these days, when the world is going oh so wrong. I trust my people, my soldiers, my comrades, my friends. Extra, extra, militia spreads to outskirts of district by order of the Lord Mayor. I trust my family, my pack. We're not pack, and we're not family. I trust the ones I love. I just don't know if I can trust myself. You can't make that decision for me. This ain't some storybook where we all end up happily ever after. You know I'm the only one you can trust. I know you'll come crawling right back to me. It's just a matter of time. It's your responsibility to defend what is yours. Stand tall and do not waver. This is the Feywild West. This is my realm, my responsibility. This is our pack, our family. Let's be legendary. You take the mermaids to crankshafts. It's very chilly and it's very overcast. Uh. I take off all my clothes. (laughs) Oh, wow. Don't do that. Um, No, no. I'm just going to stay in the air and be cold because it feels so good. uh, Do you think the mermaids will be okay in this kind of environment? I suppose I should go ask them. We can go ask. Let's find a spot near the water, though. Okay. I presume there's a tree somewhere near the water. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I find a, a nice looking tree and open up the door. So I, I look down into the, into the pool. Mm-hmm. Coral uh, swims up. So we are at Crankshaft Lake. Yes. It is quite a bit colder than it was down in District 3. Good. Oh, you like the cold? Yes, we were... The water there was much too warm. Uh, you are from the ocean originally, correct? Yes. Well, the... I'm not sure if there's a saltwater lake or not. It does not matter. Oh, okay. So Talia takes her, her coat off and... Mm-hmm. Well, whenever you guys are ready, I'll meet you at the front. They still have a little waterway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Very well. The eight swim down and around. All right. Largest one first. Okay, that would be... Ardent. Do you need help? I might. Jealous? Oh, no. <laughs> Jealous, get down here. Uh, okay, I can help. I can uh, try at least. Hang on. So, I mean, we I can con- maybe control whatever we have to wait till morning. Oh, no, I got an idea. So I go outside and shut the door. The image of the outside disappears because I take the doorknob off the tree. So I take the plank and I stick it waist deep. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, stick the doorknob on it and open it up. 
and water starts to rush in. Ah! Very, very cold lake ah! water. Ah! <laughs> you hear your wife squealing. And the mermaids use the water rushing in to swim up and out of the stream <laughs> into the lake. What are you doing? What? 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 And I, what? I actually grab you and then like, ah! close the door. <laughs> So like too much water to like what's uh, around. I, so all the mermaids are. Yeah, out? I yeah I close the door and, and take the plank off. Wow, some warning would have been nice. Sorry, I just thought of it. Yeah, it it worked. I'm just dripping wet. <laughs> well, you're waist deep in water. Actually, no, you're uh, chest deep. It is I freezing. Had, I had my phone in my pocket. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be fine. <laughs> I'll stick you in a bath. Be- <laughs> you will. <laughs> Other mermaids, okay. They're uh, I'm swimming. Climbing, I'm climbing on your shoulders. Yeah, like, I'm like holding you up. <laughs> now I'm in this very cold air. <laughs> I hate you, Talia. <laughs> yep, they're swimming deeper into the lake. Be safe. Will this do? Coral pops back up. Yes. Oh. <laughs> this is lovely. Thank you. Of course. You're very, very, very welcome. Be safe, all of you. <laughs> she turns and smoothly disappears under the water. Keep me back in my house. Not here, not here, not here! <laughs> I carry her out of the water. <laughs> no, I am like on your shoulders yeah. like like a cat. Yeah. Like a scared cat. <laughs> I carry her out of the water and open the door on a tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let you back in. You know when you get really cold and you just kind of seize up and yeah. just like... Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Let's get you warmed up and then we can go to Airpike. <laughs> she's like so cold. She can't even speak, but she's just frowning at you. Like... First, dry yourself off. She's like too cold to even do prestidigitation. She can't get the hand movements right. All right. I'm, I take her to the bath. Okay. <laughs> so after a bath, yeah. like a long bath, that's just like you don't know how I can stand the water that hot. Right. Like it's practically boiling. Yeah. Oh. And I'm just like, ah. Oh. <sighs> okay. <laughs> So afterwards, and you know when you take a bath or a shower after you get getting cold and you get down, it's like, oh shit, I'm cold again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I get a bunch of blankets and I go downstairs and I put the blankets on the sofa and I start a fire in the fireplace. <laughs> Nowhere else. Yep. <laughs> and I sit in front of it, covered in blankets and just bake. <laughs> <laughs> Not talking to you. Should I make dinner? Yes. All right. You wake up the next morning to a much quieter house. Thank God. I wake up and I, I reach over to Talia and I know she's awake. She's on her phone. What? She's holding through <laughs> interest. I grab her arm. Talia. What? Do you hear that? No. Yeah. Right. Ah. Uh. <sighs> 
never hated birds so much in my life. I usually like birds. Yes, I like birds when they're not populating. I like birds when there aren't 500 of them in my house. Probably only 100. I like them when there's not 10,000 of them in my house. <laughs> ah! Oh, there's Cortez. Oh. He's allowed. He's allowed. I'll feed him. <laughs> He's allowed. Like hopping around irritatedly. <laughs> All puffed out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's got nothing good to say about us right now. I'm about to feed you. He still has nothing good to say about either of us. He's, and he's not wrong. What did I do? You brought a bazillion birds into his house. Ah! Take your food and go away. <laughs> After we're done with breakfast mm-hmm. and morning things. Rituals? Not, not rituals. I don't know my rituals tonight. But well, morning. I usually like to brush my hair in the morning and, you know, wash under my armpits. Pulls it. That is a morning ritual. Anyway, after breakfast. Pedantic. <laughs> uh, I turn to Talia. I'm going to go check on my realm since we have some new citizens. Right. You have the dryad and the pixies? And the pixies, yeah. And I kind of just shoved them in there and didn't really um Follow i should up. make sure those all realm isn't on fire or yeah okay. maybe i'll go and do my border patrol uh who's at the table with me is it are my children here yeah sure and adrian are both there jealous you want to come with sure i i turn to adrian i'd offer you the same but yeah yeah she shakes her head yeah okay so i'm going to open the door to the realm of pale shadows okay Open the door and walk into your realm. How are my bunnies? Uh, they're fine, but Reginald comes and finds you as soon as you enter. Ah, your majesty. Good morning, Reginald. We have a bit of a dilemma. Oh? Yes, the new inhabitants that you ushered into the realm. Yes, that's why I'm here. Ah, yes, well, there has been a bit of a kerfuffle about housing. Oh? Oh? Yes. See, the pixies that you brought and the mice that have been inhabiting the realm for some time are having a fight. Uh, bring me to them? Of course, Your Majesty. As he hops away, Jareth is looking around, first agape at Reginald. Which he knew that I said I have bunnies for advisors, so he's been warned about all this. Oh yeah, but still, his mouth is just on the ground, looking around at everything. Wow. Pretty neat, huh, kid? You can talk in your wolf form. I can, because that's immediately what she did when she got here. Yeah. Shift. Cool. <laughs> I am going to go patrol around. If you want to go look around, just please don't bother the spiders. They get a bit testy. And uh, don't bother the squirrelopitters. They spit acid. Oh, also, I declare that nothing in this realm shall harm this person. Okay. So feel free to bother the spiders or the squirrelopitters. They won't hurt you. Please don't be rude. Do whatever you want. Okay. Take <laughs> okay, a great parenting right here. <laughs> Good thing that he's like a teenager and kind of can figure out to charge bullshit. And just yeah. can, you know, has a mind of his own. <laughs> he does a very talented thing and takes out a notebook and pen and just starts 
going through the realm. I hope he shares that with Talbot. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm um, gonna go on my patrol if you want to deal with whatever housing dispute Yes, is I have to go and settle an housing dispute. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to uh, follow Reginald. Yes, you follow Reginald through the forest. You come to a group of trees that almost have, like, set themselves apart. Like, it's a clearing with a cluster of four trees in the center of it. Okay. And you can immediately see that there's been some construction (laughs) (laughs) in the upper portion of the tree. A little community has quickly appeared and you can see different colored flashing lights from behind leaves. And there are currently several glowing lights swirling around like the middle of the tree while a crowd of mice have gathered around the base and are chittering up at the lights. Ah, okay. Does I have, a, like, a representative of the group we could negotiate with? Like, each of them? Like, does I have a, I don't know, a liaison for the group? Oh, perhaps I could choose one. Mm-hmm, attention! Immediately, all the mice stop talking and the lights stop erratically buzzing around, just sort of slowly drift. I would like the pixies and the mice to select a representative. There's some like chittering among the mice and some buzzing among the lights before a pink light comes towards you and a mouse that's large enough that they could be mistaken for a rat. Okay. So what seems to be the problem? The pink light says in a series of twinkles, bell chimes, and showers of sparks that you can actually somehow discern as a language. Okay, you know, perfectly normal, yes. (laughs) These are our homes. You let us into this realm, and these are the best spots for building our houses. Okay. And the mice? The mice, the mouse, like, sniffs up at the air and says in in a much more, a much more bassy tone, Our families have lived here for generations. My father, his father, and his father's father, Douglas Barrow. Yeah, that was like three weeks ago. <clears throat> Whatever. Um, right. And Reginald, you said you attempted to settle this dispute? Well, obviously, I thought that the mice have uh, lived there the longest, had the stronger claim. But given that you have made the pixies for citizens of your realm, they have just as equal right to build their dociles wherever they wish. Plus, it is such a hassle to move. <laughs> hmm. Both the pixies and the mice have chosen these four trees to make their homes in. Yes, Your Majesty. Why don't you ask the trees? Yes, why don't you ask the trees? <laughs> I liked Reginald's little panicked look right before he said that. Like, oh yeah, whoops. Yes, so... What do the trees want? As you say that, a bit of a breeze wafts through the clearing, and in that you hear the sighing of a voice. The mice air our roots, turn over soil, bring us new nutrients. The pixies make use of what we let fall and decorate our branches so prettily. We would have them both stay. Did you hear that? Everyone nods. There you go. So it sounds like the tree wants you two to get along. 
There's a lot of harumphing. <laughs> but it squeaks. Yeah. And bells. And it is by my royal order that I decree that the tree's opinion is the one that counts. So there will be no more of that. There's some embarrassed looks going around, not making eye contact. Okay. And I'm sure that eventually you'll find that having neighbors of different persuasion is actually a benefit to all of you, as you each offer different perspectives. It's not quite harumphing, but there's... <laughs> I don't wanna. I don't wanna. <laughs> yeah. The situation seems to be resolved for now. Good. Very good, your majesty. And there was a dryad. They went a bit deeper into the forest, I believe, to find some solitude. Show me? Of course. Leads you through the woods. You are able to sense their presence pretty well, but Reginald leads you to a very old knotted tree that has, it's kind of like merged with a briar patch. Hmm. And as you approach uh, the dryad, tree spirit emerges from the tangle of brambles. Good morning. Good eve. That's true. It's always evening, yeah. You have saved my life, and I am forever in your debt. Uh, what I, t- I look at Reginald, what do I say to that? You accept? Oh, okay. Um, I happily accept your All- life of... Allegiance. I happily accept your allegiance. Are you finding it comfortable? No. Oh. Not yet. My home tree resides in another fairy lord's realm. But in time, I will be able to set new roots. Good. I was unable to set roots where they kept me, and yet I was unable to leave Due to the band of iron. Celine Shadows. Well, you'll find no iron here. Mm. At least. You will find no iron to bind you here. And so I hope that you will find it comfortable eventually. They bow very deeply. I give like a little like nod bow back. The effect of them bowing is like a tree being bent over by a storm. Mm-hmm. Well, if you need anything, you may contact my advisor. And I motion my head towards Reginald. Actually not. And then they step back into the tree, merging with it. Well, sounds like they're settling as well as they could. Oh, yeah, I should uh, see where my son has gone off to. Uh, you find him in the cottage playing chess with Bartholomew. Who's winning? Bartholomew. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Not every day you get your butt kicked by a bunny, is it? He's really good. Mm. All right, so I'm going out on patrol. All right. Make a perception check for me. Smell or regular perception? Uh, give me both. Okay. For my smell, 18 plus stuff. Yeah, that's enough. He's there. Oh, he's here. Yeah. Do I see him? No, he's not in line of sight. Okay. And I won't bother. If I can smell, if I know he's there, then I'm not gonna 
So I'm staying on this side mm -hmm. of the border, mm -hmm. and I'm kind of walking around, seeing if I can see him. Do you need something? As you're looking around, you hear his voice from, like, directly behind you. Motherfucker. Not with anything you're equipped to help with. Turn around. He's there, leaning against a tree just outside the border, arms folded across his chest. I narrow my eyes. Oh, I don't know. I've been through all sorts of situations lately. Try me. I've heard something about those situations, Iron Reaper. I doubt it. You'd be surprised how fast news can travel when pixies are involved. They've been here for five minutes and suddenly giving away all my secrets now. <laughs> Little gossips. I shouldn't, uh, you know what, Reginald was right. Whatever, it's done now. He waves his hand dismissively. Regardless, I'm not in need of your service right now. Then why are you here? The realm of Pale Shadows is uniquely situated. To pass through into the Prime Material, one must pass by Pale Shadows. Bullshit. There are plenty of little holes that you can find that don't lead back to here. Which means you're here for a reason. <laughs> Pale Shadows is an ant among giants. Plenty of others pass by without even giving it a glance. And yet here you are, Moonlit King. Doesn't say anything. Just his eyes, his golden eyes glint. Or is this not about the place? but about the Feylord inside. Still doesn't say anything, but those golden eyes narrow. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> Chris just wiggled in their seat excitedly. <laughs> um, I mimic the way he's leaning against a tree. I'm trying to be a smart aleck. Uh, but I stay on this side. Mm -hmm. Sad she banished you. Is that it? The broker straightens up a bit against the tree and looks down his nose at you with his narrowed golden eyes. Being spiteful about losing a round isn't becoming of a fey lord. Ooh, that narrows my eyes. Of course, this was all a fucking game to you. Everything is a game. Every conversation, every meeting, every tea party, it's all games as a Fae Lord. She better learn that fast if she wants to start attending feasts and balls. There are plenty of Fae Lords that will eat her alive. What do you want? Nothing from you. Neither one of you have a use right now, but you might later. I am simply here to graciously offer my advice 
if she intends to maintain her role as a Fey Lord. However, my other offer is still on the table to take over her titles if this quaint realm proves too much for her. If she's going to be bitter about losing this one round, she might not have the fortitude to face an entire court. Talia's got like a growl like right underneath her throat. Sounds like someone's jealous. So sad the lady doesn't want to be your friend anymore. He doesn't say anything. Oh gods, that's actually it, isn't it? You're fucking jealous. He stands fully from the tree, rolling his eyes as well as his shoulders in a stretch. He looks at you, meeting your narrowed-eyed gaze and smiles, and then turns to leave. And just before he steps out of line of sight, he pauses and says without turning around, Tell your lady I look forward to a dance at the Bear King's feast. Before he can entirely disappear. Go fuck yourself, your highness. You see him disappear into the trees. Good job, you got the last word. Damn right. I'll wait a few seconds to make sure he's completely gone. Mm -hmm. I head back to the cottage. No, don't zap. No, not that one. No, not that one. He's what? 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 What am I supposed to move? Not that one. <laughs> why are you? Why? Why are you playing against Bartholomew? He's gonna kick your ass. He's been kicking my ass. Yes, yeah. this is a false game. And I like stage whisper. Play against Reginald. <laughs> Easy win. Okay. Yeah. Celine, can I talk to you? Yeah. Everything okay? Outside. Okay. Stand up immediately. And follow you outside. As soon as we're outside. He was at the border. Who was at the border? You know damn well who I'm talking about. He was just there. At the border. Leaning up against a tree. Doing what? Leaning up against a tree. Why? I don't know. He didn't give me a reason. Did you speak with him? A little bit. And Celine folded her arms, looking somewhere between annoyed and uncomfortable. Well, he came to offer some advice. Celine rolls her eyes. Offered again to take your titles. And apparently wants to dance at the ball. Which I told him to go fuck himself. Good. But he didn't tell you why. Not specifically. He said something about you being sore that you lost the round, whatever that means. As long as he stays out. Which, he can't come in. He's been banished. Well, yeah. I mean, he didn't try and come in. He can't come in, though. Right, Reginald? Not without declaring war, your majesty. War. Oh, war we would not 
be set to win. So he can't come in? He can come in, but he would be declaring war. So he doesn't want to declare war. He's the fucking Moonlit King. I thought that was like a big thing. One of the most prestigious titles in all of fairydom. So why would he care if he starts a war then? I, I, I do not know. Celine looks a bit concerned now. So he's just skulking outside the border of Pale Shadows. He could come in if he wanted, but it would start a war that he would most assuredly win. Right. But he hasn't. I mean, he's been around the border for, like, months. I don't like you going to the ball if he's going to be... I mean, of course he's going to be there, but this is, like, one more reason not to go. I don't know if I'm in a position to refuse an invitation from the Bear King, though. Can't you make an excuse? What's a good excuse? Uh, being at war with one of the other attendees. Okay, but you're not technically at war, so can't you just, like, personal... Can't I just tell him that I have a stomachache or something? No. (laughs) That would be admitting weakness, in which case we would have several other lesser fairy lords declaring war on us to take your titles and gain more standing. Okay. And also a lie. I, I am pregnant. Maybe I will have a stomachache that day. I would think pregnancy would also be a sign of weakness, though. Well, I'm going to be showing by then. I know. That's another reason I don't want you going. <sighs> That's another reason I don't want you to go, especially because I can't go with you. Reginald, during a fairy feast, what protections do those our fairies' guests? That n- no one from his house or under his aegis may harm or give offense, and that should any harm come to you while you are a guest under his roof, then it is upon him to make restitution. I don't suppose we could just inform him that the Moonlit King and I are on bad terms and and I will be ignoring him for the, the entirety of the night. Oh, that's perfectly reasonable. You don't even need to inform him. Oh, well, that I'll just ignore him. Yeah, like, that's gonna fucking work. Fey lords ignore each other all the time. Yes, but if one wants to speak to one, another fey lord, are they going to just stop because, oh, she's decided to ignore me? I guess I'll leave her alone. More, imp- more importantly, does he seem like the sort of person that would take, oh, uh, she's ignoring me, so I guess I'll leave her alone. He's been hanging out around the realm for months. He doesn't strike me as the type to just be ignored. He can't force me to speak with him. No, but it doesn't mean that he won't try. We'll have to come up with a game plan or something. Especially if I can't be there. Perhaps I could bring uh, one of the biggest spiders, and if he tries to come, spider will hiss at him and he'll go away. I don't think he's that threatened by the spiders. Yeah. Perhaps I'll bring the squirrel pitters. There you go. Just have them drool all over him. It'll his clothes. It'll ruin his it'll ruin his outfit, which is sure to be awful. Exactly. We'll deal with this later. We've got more to worry about than 
As long as he doesn't come into the realm, then he can't hurt me anymore. Reginald, can you make sure some of the mice do some patrols around? And I want reports on his activities, please. Of course. And of course, any other suspicious happenings around the border. The Mullet King is powerful, and he... And annoying. And annoying. (sighs) Okay, we head back to the house. So since we don't have anything happening immediately, Mm -hmm. it's been a minute, and I send a message to Mila. The doctor? Yeah, to come and, I don't know, do a checkup or something. Okay. It's been a hot minute. She actually responds pretty quickly. Coming, I'd say, the next day. Did you tell me that you did that? Or did you yeah, no, I, let, I told you. Oh, okay. Good, I had meant to do that too, so... Yeah. Celine looks a little annoyed. I had also meant to contact Dr. Tornell. You're gonna be nice, right? I have... I've always been nice to Dr. Tornell. Then I have been to other doctors. Nicer! That's not saying much. But uh, yes, I will be nice. Thank you. Considering apparently I don't know anything about having children. No, me don't. Hmm. So she comes the next day. I don't normally do house calls, but I figured this would be a better option than coming into the hospital. Right. Well, Selene almost has a decency to look guilty, but doesn't. <laughs> As you can tell, she almost feels like she should, but she doesn't. She's not there yet. She's not. She is not that self-aware yet. Oh, she is. She's just. She's just refusing to look guilty about it. Mm. She's just being stubborn. Got it. Well, how have the two of you been? It's been a while. Oh, yes. Lots of things have happened. Oh yeah. Uh, Let's see. We went down to District Three looking for Leroy Brown so that Talia could kill him. And then, while we were looking for Leroy Brown, we found out that District 3 is actually ruled by uh, the 12, who the people of District 3 called the lawmakers, and they're more looked at like gods rather than simply politicians. Let's see, what else? Oh! Noticing Celine's rambling, Talia cuts in. Yeah, we uh, accidentally got roped into dealing with a... Uh, the long-dead Emperor Anthonius come back in undead form, so well, that was well, fun. Well, first we ran into who we thought was was Brother Martin, who was cleric of the mother that I knew growing up, but knew is a, is a strong word. I saw him several times at the cathedral, but it yeah. turns out he's been dead for a while and was actually possessed by the Lich of Anthonius. So yeah, we had to go to his uh, long-forgotten castle fortress city yes, thing. Yes, and... we, we chased him to the ruins of Anthonopolis. Where he set an order of undead at us. Well, that sounds like quite the adventure. Oh, and then after that, we broke into the glass palace where the twelve live, and um, I. That was after I killed Leroy Brown. This was, by yeah, the way. yes, yes, yes. Uh, the first, first Talia did find Leroy Brown and killed, killed him, him in the street. In the street in a noon duel, we ended up going back to Calcanar. And we have just returned from liberating their menagerie of several hundred magical creatures and beings. 
We had to sneak into the glass palace. Oh, actually, we were, well, yes, we had to sneak in, but also this is really, this is the best palace. See, they, there was a bounty on me because someone had seen me and thought, oh, how beautiful. She would make a wonderful addition to the Twelves collection. And so we realized the best way to, well, I realized that the best way to get in would be for Talia in disguise, of course, to turn me in. Yes, it. Uh... And so that's how we got in. She became an exhibit, and then we broke everybody out. So. You missed the several underlit bounds that way uh, just a moment ago. Yeah. So it's been a lot since we last saw you. It's been a lot of fun. Yes, I can tell. Well, um, well. So, um, what uh, prompted the uh, what prompted the need for my services? Oh, I'm pregnant. Yeah, we found out just before we left to go do all that. Well, kind of daring, because we had to stop my member. I'm sorry, you're pregnant. Well, it happened on my birthday, so let's see. Um, I guess that would actually be. uh, You've been pregnant for six weeks. Well, it's probably more, I I don't know if it's quite six weeks. Celine, Celine, she's making a face. Oh, she is making a face. Yes. I am not making a face. Or if I am. So what if I am? Why are you making a face? You've been pregnant for six weeks and you have gone traipsing through the deserts of District 3, fighting undead monstrosities, being willingly captured and imprisoned. And I imagine during all of this, you're being shot at. Uh, maybe once or well, well, yes. Oh yeah, she came back bloody at one point. I'm a little concerned because you know, being pregnant, but you know, you can imagine I've been concerned a little bit. I mean, it was really fun, and I imagine horseback riding and flying a significant portion of the time as well. Majority. Yeah, so we're supposed to get around. She turns to you, Talia. Talia looks guilty. I expected better from you. Okay, you tell her no. Celine's mouth drops open and she feels like she should be offended that Mila told Talia that she expected better of her, but then she also realizes, like, okay, well. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, Talia, I expected better of you. What? (laughs) Yes, let's, 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 let's gang up on air. She, in a huff, gets out her medical bag and starts pulling out some basic, like, house call examination equipment, stethoscope, blood pressure cuff, several things like that. All right. And she goes about poking and prodding you, Celine, for about 15 minutes. Well... You seem, you seem physically all right for the most part. For the most part? I mean, you're pregnant, Celine. That's going to involve a lot of changes to your body. Oh, yes, Talia told me all about them. Did she? Not enough to stick, I don't think. Why? Why, what, 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 what did you leave, what did you, did you leave, what did you leave I didn't leave anything out, it's just you seem to not believe me that your body is gonna do weird shit. Like what? Well, for one, 
You're going to probably start putting on weight soon. Yes, because that's what the baby is. No, I mean all over. It's what the body does to ensure that it is getting enough nutrition to supply the baby with that nutrition as well. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to get a little chubby. That's all right. Who cares? It's just something to take into consideration. If you were to take my advice, adventuring, bounty hunting, all of that would stop. However, given that that's your means of income, I can understand that that might be an unrealistic ask. Celine does look a little guilty because it's like, oh, income isn't a problem, but yeah, okay, I'll take it. Do it because it's fun, but yeah, okay. That said, there are things that I would stress that you reduce or outright avoid. These are all going to be things that put stress on your body. Putting stress on your body can potentially harm the fetus. Okay, so so no no less less adventuring and bounty hunting reduced at the very least M- minimum a minimum 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 bounty hunting and and okay okay yeah yeah we can yeah okay if I had my way horseback riding would stop again um why. Mostly because of the shock that it puts on your body bouncing around on the back of a horse. Not only is that putting more stress on your body, that jostling around is not good for the fetus. Oh, okay. Uh, What about flying? As a physical activity, I would, in general, I would suggest against overexerting yourself. Okay. So... Flying is okay, as long as it does not become taxing. She looks between the two of you to include you in this next one, Talia. Mm-hmm. Also, a reduction in exposure to gunfire. And I don't just mean danger of being shot. I mean the sound of gunfire. Why? Sound travels through several objects and can again hurt the fetus. Also, you're going to need a change of wardrobe. Uh, because uh, because I'm going to get chubby? Yes. Okay. Also uh, the corset. Yes, I was about to mention. The corset, not the greatest idea. Oh. There are things you can have made. Okay, that, I, okay, that makes sense. I did tell her that. Mm. But, Okay, okay, okay. So no, no fighting, no adventuring, no shooting, no corset. What about her gardening? She gardens poisonous plants. Selena hangs out head like, yeah, there's some pretty gnarly ones in there. Wear gloves. Oh. And oh. don't eat them. Oh, why would I eat them? Because you're weird. I don't eat them. No, I, okay, no. Oh, definitely gloves, gloves, okay. Definitely wear thick gardening gloves if you have any accidental exposure. Well, I can, heal, I can purify myself from poison, I assume. That That's another thing. What? Spellcasting. I have actually recently 
been granted the privilege to observe a cleric in close proximity. Uh, one of our nurses recently was gifted with some ability from the mother. Tell her you're welcome. What? 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 Anyway, I've noticed how much of a strain a day of spell casting can be on her. Are you sure that perhaps it's because she's new to being a cleric? I've been I'm wouldn't be surprised if that's part of it. I've however, been a cleric since I was 7. Yeah, but the stronger your magic is, Celine, the more it does take out of you. I've seen you after a day of slinging those things around, just be freaking wiped. And again, let me clarify, while my wish would be none, I understand that in your line of work, exceptions need to be made. So I ask for a reduction. Okay, no shooting, no riding, no corset, no adventuring, no bounty hunting, and no magic. How, how long is this going to take? Well, if you're six weeks in, another 34 weeks. Okay. Average of nine months. It's a big responsibility, Celine. Yeah, there's a lot more to this than I initially thought. I thought, you know, you get pregnant and then... You, your belly gets big, and then nine months later, you have a baby. Didn't realize there were so many rules. It's... I will say, it is less about rules and more about harm reduction. We want to make sure that the baby is as safe as possible as it develops. I know, and I, I, um, I understand that. I just didn't realize... I don't know how... She puts her hand on her stomach. How fragile it would be. How fragile I would be. How fragile we would be. We? Oh, this is a strange feeling. How fragile we would be. Well, the two of you have each other. And, of course, I will be happy to provide my services whenever you need them. Including if you decide that this responsibility is not something you want right now. What do you mean? We have a fairly standardized procedure for aborting a fetus, if that is something you would wish to do. It's very quick. I won't say painless. Actually, a couple of options. Okay. Either surgical or medicinal. I look at Tanya to see her reaction to this. Tanya looks rather surprised, but looks back at you and takes your hand. It's up to you, Don. Whatever you want to do. I'll keep that in mind, Doctor, but I still want to do this. At least I want to try. All right. Well, now that we've gotten that heavier part... At least I still have Otsos. I am going to create a list of food for you that you are able to eat. You are not eating Forge Fire hot sauce. You are not eating Forge Fire hot sauce. Why not? I'm not so, a, Okay, so hang on. No shooting, no <laughs> riding, no fancy clothes, 
no shooting, no. No shooting, no riding, no fancy clothes, no adventure, like no bounty hunting, no no spell casting, and now no flavor. You'll survive. <sighs> I am on a board of concerned physicians trying to ban that hot sauce. Ban it from what? Sale, production. Oh, hell yeah. Get out of my house. <laughs> wait, wait, you don't want anyone to out you like to be eaten? You don't want it to be eaten? It, it wasn't made originally to be eaten. But yes, but then we discovered that it's made out of flavor. It melted metal. It did not. It did too. We it, tested it. It was originally made to remove tempering on dwarven forged steel. And then they found out that it was made of flavor. Is there an echo in here? So nothing on this list as flavor. There's Tabasco on there. Yeah, what did I fucking say? <laughs> there is an echo in here, isn't there? Well, while Selene is reading over this ridiculous list, what what does quinoa? Quinoa. Hmm. I'm gonna go take Kana to get some clothes and some stuff for his room if he wants. Selene, do you want to angst over the list or do you want to come with? No, actually. And I put the list down. I have things to do. Oh, do you? I do. Do you need help? No. I think I can manage myself. I promise you it's not shooting, riding, heavy fancy clothes, adventuring, bounty hunting, spellcasting, or eating poisonous plants, or anything with flavor for that matter. Okay, but if I find out you're stockpiling that hot sauce, we're gonna have words. No, remember, I can't have anything with flavor in it. Okay, you have a good day, I'm going to be eating rocks. I'm going to be eating tree bark and lettuce for the next nine months. Well, you have a good day then, honey. And I give her a kiss, and I take Connor out to go get some clothes. Oh, I will. Okay, so. First, I'm going to head to the militia building, and I'm going to go up to James's office. James, as usual, is sitting at his desk, going through paperwork. Hello! Oh, uh, hi, Celine. Got a minute? Uh, for you, sure. Excellent! I walk in and I hand James an envelope. And, you know, DM, this is, this is, this is what I hand him. James reads the contents and his brows start getting slowly closer and closer together. Um, Celine? So this is a standard form. Make sure to fill out everything thoroughly, neatly, please. I've seen the way that you write on your post-it notes all on your monitor. And uh, just get it back to me soon. Uh, no rush, well, sort of a rush, because, you know, these things take time and timing is important. Okay, is... but, um... Oh, you, you can bring it to the party. We're having a party with everyone tomorrow. I hope you'll be there or Talia will be sad. Celine? I check my, I check my, I... I check my pocket watch. Okay, I've got to go. See you tomorrow. And I don't give him a chance to reply, and I walk out the door. Uh, James is sitting there just stunned for a few seconds before he looks back down at the paper. Do you have a complete medical history of your family? The hell? (laughs) Uh, Celine. I'm gone. I'm out. I'm out the door already down the street. <laughs> so next I go to the researcher's respite and find Ernest. Okay, he's there. Hello, Ernest. Oh, hello, Celine. And how are you? Great. I came to invite you to the party tomorrow. 
We're getting everyone together a little celebration for destroying a big glass zoo. <laughs> well, Talden and I will be there. Uh, Talia's cooking, right? Oh, yes, she's going all out. Wonderful. Also, also, this is for you, and here's one for Talden. I hand him two envelopes. Just fill these out and give them to me when you come to the party. Megzi, how many of these did you print out? Not telling you. Okay, Ernest looks it over. What are they? They are forms to fill out. You One for you and one for Talden. Anyway, see you tomorrow, and I leave very briskly. Ernest is just standing there looking at this like, what the fuck? All right, he especially looks at this one. Are you sexually active? Okay, so you're going back home to get ready for the party? Yeah. No, no. Uh, next is Nikki and Raven. <laughs> I've got more of these. You see them? <laughs> so you go to Nikki and Raven's then. Mm-hmm. Nikki's there, but she tells you Raven had to head back to, uh, to Crankshaft, actually. Uh, for a few days. Oh, no, but we're going to have a party tomorrow. Oh, she'll be back by then. Uh, we can make it. Oh, good. I also have these for you, and I hand out two very blank forms. Thanks. What are these? Forms. For you and Raven to fill out. You can give them to me at the party. Oh, okay, sure thing. Well, I have to go. I have some more stops to make, so I'll see you tomorrow. All right, bye. And I'm out the door and down the street. <laughs> Poor Nikki. <laughs> she, she, she just sits them aside. She hasn't even looked at them. <laughs> okay, that one was easy. So now, constable's office. No. Yes. Constable's office. Uh, fine. Okay, okay. So I go in and I go up to Sarah's office. Jeez. Unless I'm being bad by the receptionist. No. Foolish. She's behind her desk looking busy. That's okay, I'll be quick. Hello, Sarah. <laughs> she glances up at you and then looks back down to her work. Oh, hello, Celine. What can I do for you? Well, first, we're having a party tomorrow night and Talia's cooking and it's been a while and we miss you. Okay, she does smile at that a little. Good. I'm flattered. I suppose I can make it. I might be a little late, though. No worries at all. We'll wait for you. Also, there's this. And I hand her an envelope. She takes it and in a practiced motion just takes out the paper and flicks open the fold on it mm -hmm. with an expert motion and just glances at the first few lines and then stops and then just slowly looks up at you with just this like dead stare. So you, you just fill that out and give it to me at the party or whenever you're ready. Um, shit. Uh, oh, okay. Okay, I got to go. Bye. And I live really quickly out the door. For a different reason this time that I left quickly everywhere else. Yeah, that paper's going in the trash. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fair. Okay, I do have more forms, but... Yeah, I see them there. Yeah, all right. Before I head home... I stop at a shop that sells weapons or sporting goods or something. Okay. They have a dicks. Does they have a dicks sporting goods in our pike? I need to buy one arrow. <laughs> I was about to say fantasy dicks. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a different one. That's a different stuff. Wrong shop. Wrong, wrong shop. shop. Wrong shop. Uh, 
Yes, uh, sure. Uh, what are you looking for? I said, like I said, I need to buy one arrow. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you can find that easy. Wonderful. I take it home and go up to my shrine. No. Oh my god. And I set up divination. He's gonna kick your ass. He can try. <laughs> I'll just give him that look and he'll be all sad and won't do anything. So anyway, I put an arrow in the center of my altar where I usually place bones or feathers to contact the undertaker. I reach out to the celestial plane and I cast divination, reaching out to someone else this time. Agus Bowd, I have a question. The incense burns and the arrow cracks and turns to ash. And I'm wiggling a little where I'm sitting. This is going to be so funny. A breeze blows into a one-word answer. I got the form ready. No. So it's only like a few questions. I just need need you to fill out this form. The breeze blows again. (laughs) And I look a little offended at it. But it still says no. <laughs> After everything we've been through together, you and me, Gaspard, and all I want is to ask you a few questions, just give you this form to fill out. <sighs> what if I told you we're having a party tomorrow and Tali is cooking? Will you fill it out then? The breeze blows again. <gasps> shifting the words to form two words. No. And congratulations. <laughs> Who told you? Did Talia tell you? But Talia told you. He's a god. Yeah, he's not omniscient. Nobody is a god of nature. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Okay, I'm done now. Are you sure? Well, okay, who else could I, t- could I talk to? Who else, who else is in town that I could mess with? Nobody. Anyway. <laughs> All right, so night of the party, I've got a huge... I also haven't told Talia about this. Oh, you didn't tell me? Of course. Of course. Of course. All right, so night of the party, I've got a huge dinner ready, spent all day cooking. Okay. Jareth has gone off with friends, so he won't be there. Tragic! And Adrian's gonna come and go as she sees fit. I told Connor he doesn't have to come down if he doesn't want to. I know it's a lot. Um, he'll actually probably take a page out of Adrian's book and come and go a bit. Oh, okay, that's fine. I'm also helping you cook. Good. Mm-hmm. I need help. Yeah, yeah. I've I've been in a really good mood all day, like giddy good mood. Like y- you, you're almost suspicious. Yeah, this is always a bad sign. But but not suspicious enough to think because you've been with me the whole time, right? Like yeah, you didn't do anything today. Today, yeah. James is the first to show up. Hey, 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 James. Celine. Hey, Celine. Can you make sure the horses are all right with food? If they aren't, I'll I'll get them in a second. Of course, I'll be right back, and I leave. So, uh, how's the militia? A problem, but nothing new. Still waiting for a few of my informants to get back to me. Let me know if I can do anything. 
<laughs> You're a little too well known in this district for stealth work. I can be a good bruiser. I'll keep you on the payroll. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you, need, you need anyone like swallowed by a wolf because <laughs> I can do that too. Actually, um, there's something. Celine came to the militia building yesterday. Oh gods, what did she do? No, nothing like that. But she, um, she gave me this to fill out. Um, rubble to get a clue. Sure. Sixteen high enough. Oh yeah. Oh. Did you fill it out? No. Oh, <laughs> bless you for having my back. Sad. Oh well. There's other choices. Drink. Yes. All right then. Celine, as you're coming out of the barn, Nikki and Raven show up. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Welcome back, Raven. Thanks. Uh, hopefully I'm done traveling for a while. Can I get you both drinks? Yes, please. Uh, also, here you go, Celine. Uh, and she hands you two envelopes. Oh, thank you, Nikki. Come on in. Raven leans over and whispers to Nikki. What were those? Oh, just some questions for us. Don't worry, I answered for you. <laughs> oh, God, Nikki. <laughs> Raven just looks confused, but okay. So everyone shows up eventually, and Sarah is a little late, like that's you said. That's fine, that's fine. Um, and, you know, everyone's getting a chance to catch up, so that's cool. It's not something that everybody's been able to do for a little while. And, like I said, Connor and Adrian are both in and out picking at food and not taking much, but everybody seems like they get it. It's fine. Yeah. And also, everyone is around the new pool. Oh, yeah. Look, it's now a feature. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Since Celine wanted to keep it with caves and all. Yeah. I just hope one of the kids don't there's, get there's their like, bright idea to go down into there's those. like the old, like, Playboy Mansion Kato in there now. Oh, lordy. No. <laughs> anyway, once everyone's all here, and I look at Celine, so uh, should we? Should we? Can we tell them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Can I have everyone's attention? I clink on a wine glass like you are at a wedding trying to get everyone's attention. So we did have ulterior motives for inviting you all aside from your company. We wanted to make a little announcement. And with a big smile on my face, I'm pregnant. There is just dead silence for a moment. <laughs> this is exactly what I want. Everyone is looking around at each other. I'm just grinning. Finally, Nikki breaks the silence. Uh, so, who fucked her? <laughs> Ernest just face palms. Gods, Nikki, really? <laughs> Raven goes, I just got back. It was not me. <laughs> Talvin, also some of us would need magical assistance to achieve that. Now, just because some of us don't... James, was it you... <laughs> no, it was not. Oh, James, come now. There's nothing to be ashamed of. So, wait, were our forms too late then? Was that Nikki? Yeah. <laughs> and Raven just looks over at her. Forms? Yeah, yeah. You know, don't have forms. For all of your information, I'm the one that fucked her, thank you. 
Again, there's another pause, and then everyone just visibly relaxes. (laughs) And there's a couple of chuckles, and, like, people are also just, like, looking at Celine. Are they all giving me just a nasty look? Not not nasty looks, but, like... Realizing they got had. Yeah, realizing they got had, kind of, like, looking annoyed, but also amused. My toes are curling in my boots. I'm so excited. We found out a few months back, but we didn't get the chance to announce it with everything going on, so. <laughs> Ernest raises his glass. One of Ravari's potions, then. Yep, worked great. Clearly, on her birthday. On my birthday. Celine, while you're not looking, James reaches down to the pool and splashes you. Ah! That was mean. That was mean. You got me wet and I take out all of the phones and I didn't jump out and I stopped. You're lucky I didn't dunk you for that stunt. You know, I have wings, they act like a net, and they pull me down. So if you did that, that would be very mean. You just wait till I prepare control water. I'll show you a stunt. (laughs) So, unless you have anything else. Nope, I'm done. The rest of the night is spent. I'm quite content with how how that went. So the rest of the night is spent with friends and food. I'm glad you're very proud of yourself. Also, I make people take leftovers. Yeah, everybody gets a doggy bag. Yeah, or, okay. Or a woofy bag. Take leftovers. They all eagerly take the food. Good. All right, we go to bed. Celine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what, what? Fuck off. <laughs> you hear at the door, Celine. 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 Celine, open up. Do I know what to scream? No. Sit up in bed. Celine, come on, open up. Go to the door. Open it up. Wait, who is it? You open up the door to your dormitory at the cathedral, and you look out and see Zechariah. 15-year-old Zechariah. What are you doing? Come on! We're gonna be late! Where, where are we going? The ball? We're gonna sneak in, come on! I told you it was just a stupid idea. There's no way we are going to get past any of those guys. Well, you're right. We won't get past the guys. That's why we're not going to go past the guys. Now, come on. What? I am walking forward. But yeah, and he's like, like dragging you by your arm. Oh, come on. And I'm fully dressed somehow, too. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 It's like, okay. This is so... We are going to get in so much trouble if we get caught. Yeah, well, let's not get caught. Come on. <laughs> You continue down the hallway, ducking behind a couple of statues at one point as some uh, sisters make their way down one of the halls. Just like ducking behind and then like being like, oh my God, we're, we're gonna, so going to get caught with them like giggling. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you eventually get to one of the bell towers mm-hmm. and he leads you up. It's like, okay, notice this spot while I was cleaning up here the other day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he pulls at a loose brick. I'm watching. And it, it's this large brick. Mm-hmm. It's about a, a foot wide and uh, six inches high. And mm-hmm. he like pull, he heaves it off. Yeah, I help him with it. Yeah, and sits it on the step. All right, climb up in there. Climb? Yeah. Okay. Right. I'm gonna need a leg up. Yeah, yeah, he puts his hand down to okay. give you a leg up. Okay, okay, and okay. Hopefully your butt don't get stuck. Excuse you. <laughs> He he hoists you up. Ah. And then you find yourself in like a roof crawl space. Mm -hmm. 
and he clambers up after you. I, I like, reach down a hand to help yeah. him up. Okay. Now, we just follow me. And he crawls off in, into the darkness. Mm-hmm. Crawling after him. Yep. And eventually you start to see, like, cracks through the boards mm-hmm. that you're crawling over. There's, like, light shining up through. And eventually you hear music and conversation. Mm-hmm. And you like look down through like a, a knot in the in the wood mm-hmm. and see the grand hall beneath you. How do we get down from here then? There's a, a service hatch. Oh, and you actually come out to an area where you can stand up. Okay. And it's this spot right above the chandelier huh. that hangs that hangs down through the hall, where it looks like there's a spot to like raise and lower the chandelier uh-huh. for cleaning. How are we going to be up with those snow? <laughs> no, uh, there's a there's a service hatch right over here. And he goes over to his side and pulls open this hatch. It comes right down right behind one of the tapestries on the balcony. How did you find this out? I, I was looking for new spots. Ah, <laughs> I see. Come on. Okay. And you climb down behind. I'm just following his lead. Yeah, he just leads you down. And you guys are in the Great Hall during during the ball, crouching down on the balcony, just like looking down. My gods. This is so stupid. Yeah. This whole thing is so dumb. <laughs> Ain't it just that he like leans into you a little bit. Oh, there's alcohol down there. Yeah, there is. I look over at him and like raise an eyebrow. Yeah, I'm gonna go see if I can get some. Okay. Should I stay here or you want me to come with you? know the the broom closet down beneath the stairs? Yeah. Meet me down there. Gotcha. <laughs> you eventually like sneak your way down and meet up in the broom closet and the rest of the night plays out exactly like you remember. I remember it quite vividly. Well, um, most of it I got, we did get kind of smashed. A little bit. Oh uh, yeah. He, he, he managed to actually he caused a little bit of a scene, but managed to not get caught when mm-hmm. he stepped on one of the shoelaces of the servers Ooh. and caused him to trip, fall, and in the sexiest thing you've ever seen him done, managed to catch the bottle of champagne as it was flying through the air. That's so good. Oh my God, we're going to be in so much trouble if we get caught down here. He brings the bottle over into the closet and... You two have a very memorable memorable night. And at some point, the dream just goes fuzzy. <laughs> and as it's fading away, you two are just like laying in the closet. <laughs> like trying not to laugh. Yeah. Because now we're drunk. Yeah. Because we're and, babies. And in his kind of drunken voice. Uh, you know what, something? What? I think I love you. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> is that you talking or is it the alcohol? Maybe both. <laughs> he like, gives you a little kiss on the cheek. <laughs> That's definitely me talking when I say I love you too. And the dream fades to black. I wake up. What time is it? It's pretty early, probably not even four yet. Talia's still asleep. I sit there for a while, going over things in my head. 
I run my fingers through my hair. I don't think I can get back to sleep. I do try to go back to sleep, thinking maybe if I just don't think about things, maybe I can just go drift back to sleep, and that doesn't happen. Mm. So I toss in town for a bit. <laughs> I summon a servant. Yep, servant appears. If Talia wakes up before I get back, would you let her know I'm going for a walk? It nods and bows and disappears. I hate you. Why would you make me wake up to that? You know, I didn't even think about that, and honestly, I did, I'm not going to think about it now, so uh, we're, that's, what we're, that's what we're going with. Why do both of you hate me? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about other things right, right now, right, not right, the right, fact right. that you are afraid of completely <laughs> harmless constructs in our house. Fine, fine. Just because you're go, a big chicken. Go have a walk. It's fine. Okay. Cluck. So, first I go out the front door and realize that even at this hour, it's too much. There's noise. A lot of noise. It also smells. It also smells. I never realized how much air pike stinks. I mean, not until you spend like almost a, uh, over a month in the desert. Yeah, also when you suddenly have hormones that make everything stink. Oh, that too, yeah. Yeah. yeah or yeah. when you're a werewolf. We're not talking about you. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're, you're forgiven. So I go back in the house. So first I'm going to open a door to the Feywild and go into my home. Mm-hmm. I was just going to take a walk here, but even that Somehow doesn't feel right. So I turn back to the door that I just opened. And I'm going to open a door to Blue Peak. Okay, uh, where? It's a big tree in the graveyard at the cathedral of the mother. Okay. You open the door, uh, morning mist spilling in through to the Feywild. So I take a walk around the graveyard, and it does bring me a sense of peace, and also a fond nostalgia, because we spent a lot of time in this graveyard. But even though I do feel better, I'm still going over everything in my head. Everything that I've gone over, dozens of times, it feels. And after a while, I find myself back at the big tree. When you get back to the tree, make a perception check for me real quick. 17. You notice another figure in the graveyard, almost concealed by the morning fog that swirls around the gravestones. The figure is standing over a small grave. It's a bit strange, being there this early. With that 17, you can see as she moves her hair away from her face that it's Delilah. Ah, ah, Delilah? (laughs) Yep. I'm going to try to, as quietly as I can, duck back behind the big tree. Give me a stealth check. (laughs) Ten? You 
try to like back up to go around the tree with your hand guiding you around when you put your weight on your hand a bit too much and just a big chunk of bark breaks away from the tree. Oh, shit. She immediately like snaps up to look at you. Your eyes meet solid minute of silence. Bonjour. Hello. Fancy meeting you here. I could say the same. Well, I am a cleric of the Undertaker. The grave is literally my domain. So it's not so terribly strange to find me in a graveyard. Then why are you sneaking around? I'm not. Okay. Why why are you why why are you sneaking around? I'm not. Right. Are you... I look at the grave. You're paying your respects? Yes. May I ask? No, you may not. So he nods like, okay, yeah, should have suspected that. I will say, looking down at the headstone, there is no name on it. The inscription on it simply reads, A young soul taken too soon. I'm, I'm, I'm doing that thing where you're trying to gracefully disengage from a conversation, but don't really know how. How did the jailbreak go? Oh, fine. Good, fine. Yeah, it was, um... Did your stupid plan work? Yeah, actually, it did. Good. Uh, that's a bit more well than we had planned for, actually. Oh? Yeah. Originally, we had only planned to get Talia's cousin out of the menagerie of the Twelve, but then it turns out there were dozens of creatures there that that were... Uh, did, did we tell you this already? Did you... did Were you here for this or I... You... I visited the menagerie before. It was quite the collection. Of a show. Better word for it. So, yeah, we got, um... Mostly everyone out. There was one that we simply let fly free. Then there was another one who said he wanted to stay to try to eat as many brains as he could. And so we just left him to it. And there was one that was undoing the very weave of magic uh, that was holding the glass palace together. So we just sort of left him to it. But um, everyone else has been um, successfully rescued and relocated now. Glad to hear it. Oh, uh, what, 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 what about you? What if, um, what, what sort of, what sort of, um, mysterious, um, exciting espionage have you been up to lately? I suppose you can't talk about it, can you? Not really. Hmm. The glass palace collapsing, it definitely explains why I haven't heard from my contact, so. Do you think it actually, like, the whole thing came down? I mean, it was a palace made of glass held up by magic, so... You think it's just a pile of sand now? Glass doesn't become sand when it shatters. Do you think it's just a pile of... Probably very bloody glass, yeah. We didn't stick around to find out, but... Since 12 are gone? I doubt it. Hmm. Why are you here? As I already said, no, I... I get am... it, I get it, you death god thing, but like... Death god thing, wow. You were an air pike. And now you're here. Why not a graveyard in Airpike? There's several. 
This one's a bit more personal. Yeah. No place like home, huh? I look up at the branches of the tree. Something like that. There's just this long, awkward silence. And I again start thinking about trying to disengage from this conversation, which is at once very polite and somehow very awkward. He said you two came here and spent a lot of time. Who did? Delilah's face goes through her journey. (laughs) Celine's doing that thing of, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I very obviously can know exactly what you're talking about. Pay no attention to the pin board behind me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to set it on fire. Hang on. The gift father. Who the fuck do you think? That's why you're here, isn't it? Is it that obvious? There are days I miss him too. Really? He was a bastard, but charming in his way. Flynn smiles a little. Yeah, you're right. On both counts. Celine looks up at one of the lower branches and grabs onto it and pulls herself up. We used to climb this tree. Delilah kind of like is surprised by the action and takes like a step back. (laughs) The fuck are you doing? I'm climbing a tree. What does it look like? You have wings. Yeah, but it didn't have wings back then. At least not corporeal wings. So Celine goes up not too far, a few branches. Mm-hmm. Are you going to stay down there? She rolls her eyes and sighs, but in two swift motions is just a branch below you as she jump kicks off the trunk of the tree, stepping onto the first branch and then sitting on the next branch up. Well, now you're just showing off. I don't have wings. You know, if you're trying to hide from overzealous sisters of the mother who have been charged with your care, you'd be surprised how well you can hide in a tree. Oh, I know. I wasn't hiding from sisters of the mother, but it works the same against house staff. It takes them so long to learn to look up. It really does. Until the one time you get caught. Then that's the first place they look. So you stay low. Or you go higher. It's funny, I thought you hated him. I did. For a good couple of years, I did. I still kind of do. But... Water under the bridge, eh? <laughs> I wouldn't go so far as that, but... We were both young and stupid. Still kind of salty that you guys were the ones to bring him in, but... If you want 5,000 gold, I can give you 5,000 gold. I have 5,000 gold. I had 5,000 gold. Still, there are days like today. Can I ask you something? Hmm? What 
would you do? What would you do if you could bring him back? You realize that despite everything, even though you do have history, and even though he was a criminal, and even though you were just doing your job, she trails off. As you trail off, you kind of look over to the branch where she's sitting, and her eyes are locked on you. And without insight check, you know that she has immediately calculated the fact that this is not a hypothetical situation, that you have the power and ability to bring Zachariah back. I shift uncomfortably. Hypothetically. <laughs> Good try. <laughs> sure, I'd bring him back. Then I'd put a bullet in his head and bury him again. Just for the satisfaction. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Celine rubs at the bridge of her nose. But you can, can't you? I've only done it once. Not him, obviously. It's a bit hard to explain. Where to begin? Having... Yeah. Yeah, I can. That power. I know. I that know. the no. ability to bring back the dead, and you want to bring back your fucking bastard ex-boyfriend that you left. I don't know. I... I keep going over it in my head. Am I doing this because I think that this person didn't get a fair shake, that even though he was a criminal and he had broken the law and he was lawfully wanted and Tali and I were only doing our jobs as bounty hunters to bring him in. He wasn't given a trial. He wasn't really given justice. He was hanged because some constable in Villevale was frankly embarrassed that they had managed to capture him and he'd managed to charm his way out of jail. Or do I want to bring him back because I feel as though there's something unfinished between the two of us and I don't even know what it is and do I even want to know what it is? Do I even want to? And on top of that, what does he want? He's at peace. Perhaps he's happier at rest than living through the existence that life dealt him. And even considering this, am I just being selfish? Am I just thinking only about what I want and not about what he wants or what should be done? And on top of all that, there's she also the- She holds up a single finger. Okay. Sleep. Folds your arms and shuts up. Wings get puffy. A little bit. <laughs> a little puffy. First thing, you say he didn't get a fair shake at justice that the life that man led, he could have died hundreds of times. And he chose to live it anyway. His choices up a second finger. 
to get her face in her hand because she knows that that was the first point and so and she made several points and so she's about to get chewed out for all of them individually mm-hmm. <sighs> two what if there's something unfinished between the two of you Celine things fucking end things stay unfinished all the fucking time oh and by the way you were the one that ended this one Three. Is it the right thing to do? Are you being selfish about it? Duh, you're being selfish about it. She winces. She knew that was coming. What does he think? I know for a fact, a fact, Celine, that you can speak to the dead, and the fact that you haven't asked him speaks volumes. Okay, technically, I need a maiden's intent. You have his skull <laughs> sitting on your mantle. Something rubs at your face. If you wanted to ask him, you have had ample opportunity and means to do so. So, yes, Celine, this is selfish. She puts the three fingers down, but. Celine wins the eyes world. Conscious clothes and she opens one up. And you see that she's not looking at you anymore. Sometimes it's okay to be selfish. Sure, but this is a this is literally someone's life and death we're talking about. Yeah, it is. Do I think you should do it? No. Am I a little biased? Yeah. Do I think that kind of Power probably shouldn't exist in the world. Yeah. Celine kind of nods like, yeah, I'm not, don't exactly, I don't exactly disagree. But you have it. And I was given it for a reason. That's between you and your, and she puts up air quotes, dad. Mm. Celine Also knowing you, I'm not the first person you've talked to about this. So stop trying to put your decisions on other people's shoulders. And she pushes herself off the branch. Ouch! She gets to the ground and just looks up at you expectantly. What? Wanna go get a drink. It's not even 5 a.m. So? I have a key to the wheezy ass. It's the same one that unlocks all the other rooms. <laughs> of course it is. I can't. There's just a second pause before her eyes go a tiny bit wider with understanding. Ah. Congratulations. Thank you. Guess I'll be seeing you around, Celine. Yeah. Delilah? Hmm? Thank you. You're welcome, Celine. And she walks off into the diminishing morning fog. I stay in the tree for a bit, watching the sun come up. Anyway, what happens to Talia? Uh, Talia? Hmm? Uh, when you wake up, You get a couple seconds 
before a servant appears before you. What? And just as a reminder to our audience, the servants are incorporeal. Uh, They're ghosts. Translucent blue. They're ghosts. Yeah, ghosts. Yes? You get the message that Celine went out for a walk. Got it. She went for a walk. Go away. It goes away. Why? Why? Just okay. to remind you, you asked. No. Yes, you did. No, I did not. Yes, you was the one that asked. Ask what? Get away from me. <laughs> I go and make breakfast for my children. And Celine, you eventually return home. Jareth, please don't forget your lunch again. Okay. All right, scoot, all of you, out. Adrian, Adrian, your coat. She picks it up and puts it on. Thank you. All right, out, all of you, get out. Leave me in Thank peace. You. you okay? Yeah, thanks for the wake up call. Oh, so you got my message. Where were you? Baywild? Blue Peak, actually. Blue Peak. And I set a plate down in front of you. What was it, Blue Peak? A decision. What sort of decision? One that I'm not sure if is the right one. Still. But one that I've made. I hope it involves asking. It does. All right. I'm nervous. I think that's pretty healthy, considering. But I'll be right there. Even if the answer's no. Celine winces. Yeah. Midnight. All right. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Feywild West presented by Let's Be Legendary podcast. If you're enjoying our story, please take a moment to leave a rating and review. Every little bit helps. If you want to go the extra mile, we have a Patreon with early episodes and behind the scenes extras. Audio producer, assistant editor, and dungeon master is Molly Hexcroft, pronouns she, her. Writer, audio producer, and the voice of the Queen of Night and Magic is Jess Richards, pronouns they, them. Art director, audio assistant mixer, and voice of Celine Argent Gray is Megzi Sass Council, pronoun she, her. Executive producer, creative director, audio editor and mixer, community manager, and voice of Talia Argent Gray is Chris Sass Council, pronouns they, them. Social media links and credits for both music and sound effects can be found in the show notes. Celine's tarot deck is the Marigold deck by Amrit Esperar, and the tarot guide used in game can be found at biddytarot.com. Thanks again for listening, and stay legendary.